You know, and if it wasn't for that day, my husband and I both look back on that day and we're so teary-eyed and thankful to mm -hmm. God that we came in to see Renee and yes. that my poor baby couldn't breastfeed. You know, thankfully that happened because mm -hmm. if that hadn't happened, he would probably be a single parent right now. And I, I hate to say that, but it's, I, I think that, um, that day was so pivotal, mm -hmm. <laughs> so pivotal. Brunken with us today and um, she's an interesting birth story that we're going to share. Um, she actually did not ultimately birth with us so it's sort of a story about what it looks like when you're doing prenatal care with the midwife when things sometimes uh, become high risk and we identify that and we refer out which is an appropriate thing to do right so that's one thing when you're with the midwife we're not going to keep you here. This is one thing your family needs to know. This is the big concern, right? How will you know if there's an emergency? What will happen if there's an emergency? It's so dangerous to have a baby out of hospital, right? All those stories we talk about all the time. Um, but when you're with a, with a midwife, hopefully they're, they're well-trained and they can identify. I know we certainly can. We can identify when things are not normal. I may not know what it is because it's not my specialty to know some of these conditions that happen but we can identify when it's not normal, which is the case we had here. Not so, normal is exactly right. Not normal. <laughs> yes. And um, so talk a little bit about, about sure. what that was. Sure. So I had started with Renee um, probably, I think, the end of my first trimester, beginning of my second trimester, uh, because we had moved to the area, and my aunt is a midwife. And so Cindy! Hi, Anthony. Um, <laughs> Some of you might know her. Yeah. She was a student here for a while. She was our midwife that was visiting from Georgia, who we adore, and she's now practicing on her own in Georgia, and uh, we wish she lived closer because she's yes, fantastic. we all wish she lived closer. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, she had uh, found Renee for me, so I came in for a visit and absolutely loved everything about being here. Um, I loved her care. I loved sitting with her for an hour and the time she took to get to know me, my family, um, my needs. And then um, the day that I remembered that everything changed was when I came in to take my glucose test and I was just not feeling that great and Renee took my heart rate um, and it was actually pretty high. So from that point we started trying to identify what was causing the high heart rate and it can happen, you know, just normally for most you know, pregnant women. It can go a little high. Um, and it could also happen when you drink that 50 grams of glucola, yes. sometimes you have a reaction to it, right? <laughs> you have the sugar rush, and sometimes your pulse might be elevated, yes. but um, it just something that wasn't was it. a little weird, yeah. And then um, from that point, we tested my um, iron levels, and um, after increasing my iron dosage and the different types of iron, we realized that it wasn't that and mm -hmm. um, before Renee did a panel to figure out you know maybe if there's a specific type of iron or you know something deeper within the anemia spectrum um, that she could find she said you know I really just think you need to see a cardiologist and from that point uh, my whole life changed and mm -hmm. I'm not saying that lightly it was really true my entire life changed yeah. uh, we went to go see um, Dr. Yash who referred me to a cardiologist because he too thought that my heart rate was way too high even for pregnancy. Because it was staying high. It was staying Your high. Your resting heart rate, I remember we talked over the weekend, and the it was like... The lowest it would get was like 120, and it would shoot all the way, way up to like 140, high. 160. Mm -hmm. and resting. resting. So yeah. that's, obviously that is not normal. Now, uh, I don't know what to do with that, because I'm not a cardiologist, but I know 
And if there's something (laughs) underlying, you know, know, cardiac-wise that I just never knew about. So at first we were told we had, um, or that I had a condition called hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, which is like pretty serious. Mm -hmm. So we got Mm -hmm. a little concerned about what that was going to mean for delivery. So obviously I risked out of here knowing that we might need a full cardiac team at my birth. Terrifying. Um, Yes, but I still came in to see Renee and Mm -hmm. still, you know, talked with her through all of those things. And my aunt, of course, um, who was living up here at the time. So as I'm going through all of these um, visits, something just didn't sit right with me. And so it was a Wednesday in my third trimester. I was still due maybe two and a half, three weeks out. Um, But that Wednesday, um, we met with a team from UCLA who confirmed that we did not have hyper, or I did not have hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, and that my heart was healthy and I was reacting abnormally to being pregnant, and that they wanted to, you know, look into things a little bit further. And they offered to take me on uh, because they worked with a high-risk doctor at UCLA who had done you know, all sorts of things with women with cardiac issues. Is that Tavish? Yes. Yeah, he's so wonderful. I mean, yeah, it's his team offered physician. to take me on. So this was Wednesday, and as my husband and I were, you know, contemplating yet again another switch in birth care, um, Friday I went into labor. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have time to switch anything over. Um, we went and had our baby. <laughs> at, at Holy Cross with Yash. With Yash, yes. Mm-hmm. And thanks to Yash, after 37 hours of labor and about five hours of pushing, I delivered naturally. I did not have a C-section. Yeah. Um, and that was just phenomenal. So thankful for him and so thankful that that team helped walk me mm-hmm. through that. Um, what happened after that uh, was a progressive spiral downwards, which is where Renee comes back in. Um, and I would even say that she saved my life. Literally. <laughs> So the next, you know, the day after I gave birth, I noticed that my legs started swelling tremendously, which I kept being told by the postpartum nurses. It's normal. Mm -hmm. When you have a hospital delivery and you have all those IV fluids, it's not uncommon for your ankles to be the same size as your thigh, and it's it's normal. And Mm -hmm. I I kept feeling um, really tired, obviously. I just had a baby. It was my first baby. I delivered at 39, so I kept... Hearing, mm-hmm. oh, you're, you're an older mom, it's going to be harder on your body, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I kept saying, I just don't feel right. Like, something just doesn't feel right. I can't sleep. And they're telling me, you're tired. They started telling my husband that they thought I had postpartum psychosis. Uh, I kept asking for sleep, and I wasn't allowed to sleep. And then finally, Yash came in and said, don't disturb her, let her sleep. Um, but I couldn't sleep because every time I laid back, I couldn't breathe well. And mm. that was the first time I started noticing something's just really, really off. But again, how quickly after delivery? I mean, this is you're still is this 24, 36 hours? Probably about 24 hours mm-hmm. after. Mm-hmm. Um, I could just tell I wasn't feeling that great. But they're still, you know, checking my heart rate and things and making sure my heart's okay. Um, come to find out later, I didn't find this out till like months later. But they were giving me the wrong heart medication. Yeah. So yes. So who knows what that has to do with it? Um, but anyway, so I get released, finally we go home, and I'm just, it was at the point where I was in so much pain that I couldn't walk, mm-hmm. um, and by pain, I just, my, my body felt so heavy, I don't even know how to describe, and it does probably, a lot of the problem is I just, I didn't know how to describe what was wrong with me. So, um, my aunt came over and, you know, kind of felt, you know, my, 
my uterus. Oh, right. and, Making and, sure you didn't have a uterine infection. Yes. So she yeah. came over and she felt like what she thought might have been a clot. So I ended up back in the ER that mm -hmm. night. Sure enough, I had a clot in my uterus, uh, but it wasn't big enough to worry about. So they said it should pass on its own. And I was diagnosed that night with um, a UTI. Can you believe it? And mm -hmm. famous, heart, That's a famous <laughs> ER diagnosis, by the way. Um, Everybody right. has a UTI. <laughs> I, uh, my heart um, at that point started doing PVCs, um, which is basically it would beat really strong and then it would stop and then it would kind of do an irregular heartbeat and then it kept doing that over and over again. And I'm watching it do that on the on the monitor and nobody is addressing that. And after mm -hmm. I've just told them, I was you're on beta blockers e and heart rate You're not in labor and delivery, you're in no, ER. No, ER, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm telling them I'm seeing double. I can't, you know, when I look at my husband, he's got two eyeballs, you know, under each other. When I look at the signs on the, the, the freeway, you know, there's two, everything is double, everything is double. And they're just telling me, oh, you're exhausted, it's your first baby. Um, I couldn't pee by myself because it hurt so bad, like, because yeah. my body was so swollen. Yeah. Um, and they were just like, oh, it's, you know. Postpartum, postpartum, postpartum. Yes. Normal postpartum. Yes. And then I had an experience with a really weird doctor who kept wanting to recheck. <laughs> um, it's another story I won't get into. Mm -hmm. But so anyway, we finally left with antibiotics. For a UTI. For a UTI. That was, um, that was a Thursday. So I got released like on day Wednesday. four. Yeah. Day four, baby's day four of life or something, right? Yeah, something like that. And then um, I was having a really hard time breastfeeding, mm, and a really right. hard time, and I couldn't get, you know, she seemed to be latching okay, but it just seemed like she kept dropping a lot of weight, and I was, you know, kind of concerned. And my aunt recommended, hey, why don't you come in and see Renee and do a con um, lactation consultancy with her? So that following Monday, I came in, and by this time... Mm. My, my whole, I don't even know how to describe Terrible. it, I just felt like I was a balloon, and still having a lot of trouble breathing. I got to the point where I couldn't talk without losing my breath, and it was like effort to get like air to come out, and I just, I grew up with asthma, so I kept thinking, you know, maybe my hard labor has put me into an asthma attack, and I need to go get an inhaler or Yeah, something. and there were all kinds of theories like, well, you know, you're so tired yes. and maybe you're getting a cold and it, all this is normal and you're exhausted right. and you've been in so much pain this whole time. Right. So it was just sort of And your heart's being, tired because mm -hmm. you've had a high heart rate for months. So mm -hmm. so I came in here and Renee, you know, talked with us through the, you know, lactation consultation. You know, yeah, the consultation, mm -hmm. helping me with breastfeeding Sophie and um, she was doing fine, but it just wasn't, I wasn't okay. And so she asked to listen to my whole story. She heard the whole birth story again and, you know, listened in detail. And she just said, you know, I don't think you're well. I don't think this is a cold. This doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem like a, re a normal reaction to labor. And I think you need to call your, call your cardiologist. I remember looking at you and again, not being a cardiologist. I remember thinking, oh my gosh, she's in congestive heart failure. I think this is what congestive heart failure looks like. You need to call your cardiologist, like right now, like immediately. Yeah. Yeah. This is not call tomorrow. This is like call right now. This yeah. is not okay. You were you were reporting this like, I think you said something like, I feel like I'm drowning. I yeah. think that was the indicator. And yeah. that's sort of a classic um, congestive heart yeah. failure symptom. But being, and, you know, just a person and not a cardiologist, never had a baby before, mm -hmm. never having gone through this, I didn't know what words to use mm -hmm. to describe 
what was happening to me, but she had the in- intuition to look at me and say something's not right because she knew me mm-hmm. and she knew, you know, she knew our story, she knew our history, she knew what was normal, you know, for a woman after delivery, even who's 39, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so after that we did go call, call the cardiologist and who told me if I had any other symptom to go straight to the ER. Um, but having been to ER and having had so many bad experiences with the ER, mm-hmm. that was the last place I wanted to go. I felt like no one was hearing me and I felt like nobody was listening. Mm-hmm. And through God's kindness, I had a labor and delivery nurse friend who works for Dr. Tabish, that same guy. Mm-hmm. Um, she texted me and said, I'm home today. Can I do anything to help you? And I said, yeah, can you take me to ER? Huh. Um, yeah. And so we ended up actually going to urgent care because I thought they were going to send me home with antibiotics or, you know, something simple again. So she took me to urgent care. We got in there and they said, we can't treat you. You need to go to the ER right now. We want to ambulance you to mm-hmm. Henry Mayo. And so I actually decided, no, I want to go to Holy Cross and went, got in the car, um, left my, what, six day, mm-hmm. seven day, yeah. day old baby, week old baby home. Um, with hubby and another friend and went with my, oh, I was, no, we actually, I went with, I left the labor and delivery nurse with my baby. Yeah. (laughs) I took my hubby to ER with me and she gave me very specific words to use when we went to ER and told me to say, you know, I'm having chest pain. So little did I know that a heavy chest is chest pain. (laughs) I would have known that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that I couldn't breathe, shortness of breath, I'm having chest pain. And I got into ER within maybe five minutes, and I had my own room. I had the head of ER as my doctor. It all was terminology, and it all you know took you know me using the words to describe what was happening to me the right way. Um, sure enough, within a couple hours, um, they had several theories of what was wrong with me. One was um, postpartum cardiomyopathy, uh, or peri peripartum mm-hmm. cardiomyopathy, uh, postpartum preeclampsia. Um, and, and still don't think that's yeah. mm-hmm. and well, I'm still argue that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they ended up not ever giving me a diagnosis except for having congestive heart failure. So that was interesting too because um, they were saying I, have, I must have had long-term blood pressure issues or heart issues that I never knew about, which no. has not turned out to be the case. Right. So, um, And then after that I had several doctors tell me that we couldn't have um, mm. children again or it would kill me. Um, since then, Renee sent me some great research, and I've been able to see that high-risk doctor, again, mm-hmm. who thinks that, you know, it's fine for us to have children. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll just have to monitor what my heart does and how it responds to pregnancy. And now on this end, I know who to call, and even though I'm too high-risk to birth at the birth center, Renee is the first person I'm going to um, mm-hmm. for advice, for intuition, for care, um, because I trust her, because I know she knows me, and I know she knows what happened. You know, the, the issue is that as midwives, and I'd like to believe that all of my sister midwives would have done the same thing, mm-hmm. is that um, at midwives listen to yeah. you as yeah. a person. Yeah. We don't just, it's not, you're just not another pregnant woman. Right. And we put off like, oh, it's just normal, it's normal, it's normal. But we, we have the ability, we have the luxury, because our patient load is so small, unlike some of our wonderful doctors. I mean, we have some really, really terrific doctors around, but unfortunately, given the healthcare situation with insurance, their patient load is so dense that they don't have the luxury to be able to spend 60 minutes with somebody and talk about the family and how are you doing. And 
really get to know a person. And that's the beauty of midwifery care is that we really do know who you are. So whether we know what the condition is, we know when you walk in, wait a minute, this this isn't right, Amanda. This is not who you this isn't not how you normally present. I don't know what this is, but I know this isn't okay. And granted we don't we're not doctors and we're not surgeons and we don't have that level of expertise, but we do know what's normal and we do listen. Right. And you know, honestly if it wasn't for that consultation with you that day, I would have died. Yeah. I would have died because I, you I would have would not terrible. go back to ER again so crazy. knowing that they were gonna tell because me. Because they didn't listen. Right. And they do tests, but you know sometimes it's more than a test. Sometimes you need to know the person to know that your test is eventually gonna go that way and maybe it's not there quite yet. But yeah. they're on a they're on the direction to that, you know, and if it wasn't for that day my husband and I both look back on that day and we're so teary-eyed and thankful to mm-hmm. God that we came in to see Renee and yes. that my poor baby couldn't breastfeed. You know, thankfully that happened because mm-hmm. if that hadn't happened, he would probably be a single parent right now. And I, I hate to say that, but it's, I, I think that, um, that day was so pivotal, mm-hmm. <laughs> so pivotal. What's your baby's name? Sophie. Yeah. <laughs> Sophie Grace. For the record. Yeah. Miss Sophie. She's now 15 months old. She's happy and healthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's and you're great. healthy. How's your heart? I'm great. We've been to every specialist. I've had uh, every test known to mankind done on my heart plus pregnancy. And, and there's, there's nothing. nothing wrong with me. Nothing. So yeah. it was 100% a strange reaction to pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't likely, know if it will happen again. Yes. And it could have been... Still could have been, I have every symptom of the peripartum cardiomyopathy, mm-hmm. uh, which if your heart is healthy after, you are very free to have more babies. So yeah. we will see. We'll see. Yeah. 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 In the meantime, we're planning for fostering and adopting as well anyway. So yeah. 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 So crazy story. So it goes to like what a lot of people say is, you know, midwives and what do you know that's so dangerous and, you know, on and on, all the things we know. Um, but we do know is we do know what's normal, and we do listen. And um, there you go. And these women have intuition, and great intuition, great intuition. Yeah, can't speak highly enough of Renee. Oh, well, God's grace. So there you go. Yeah. On that note, um, any questions or concerns, anything you want to talk about, you can go to our website scbbirthcenter.com, look at our events page, we got a bunch of fun things coming up, um, email us with any questions or concerns, and um, thanks so much for coming in and sharing your story, it's yeah. a good one. Thanks for, yeah. thanks for having me, and again, thank you for, for what you do, oh, it's needed, goodness. it's needed, thank you so much. Okay, thanks everybody, bye. Bye.